0: All right, Ingram Smith here for your quasi-instant reaction podcast. A little bit later getting this out uh, this evening, but Florida State 38, Boston College 31. Uh, and you're going to have, hear all kinds of people say 3 and Odell, so I probably just need to come straight out of the gate uh, saying stuff like that. Odell Higgins, he's Odell Hagen's. He's an institution. Um, he... Uh, words words may uh, ultimately fail me when I try to describe Odell Just an exceptional individual Nobody loves Florida State more I'm not bringing you any unique information here When I tell you things like that um, Happy to see somebody like that Have the chance to be the head coach If or if only in an interim role And really happy to see him Uh, Make the most of it And what I'm even more happier about Is the way that the uh, general team Responded Would have been really easy to Just not respond Would have been really easy to um, Look at the roster Realizing you're not taking your best defensive tackle In a game (laughs) Of all games that you'd probably like to have uh, Your best defensive tackle available When you're looking at uh, what Boston College does Offensively and the pieces that they have Um, Word comes out that uh, that Dante Lucas doesn't travel with you Lucas has probably been your best offensive lineman As a true freshman this year um, And you just didn't necessarily get a great feel For how the team would respond Others in the media have pointed this out And I think they made a great point uh, That it was a little bit different this time uh, Than when Odell took over in 2017 He wasn't inheriting a locker room That you know had an easy, an easy foe to point and and an existing head coach who quit on the team, quit on the program, quit on the fan base, and uh, made it potentially a really easy rallying cry for Odell. Quite the different situation this year. Nonetheless, response uh, equally as positive. Probably Florida State's best effort, uh, or at least parts of it, and it's still really sloppy, and the team was its own worst enemy at times. Uh, But just a general uh, consistent level of effort and focus that at times – um, hadn't, hadn't always been there. And again, I don't mean to make it sound like a perfect game. Uh, certainly wasn't. There were still times where, uh, you were, you were tempted to throw things at your TV screen with our propensity to hit you with the old, not enough men on the line of scrimmage, also known as an illegal formation, uh, guys running in and out frequently playing with 10, sometimes 12. Um, there's a whole lot of organization that needs to be introduced into Florida State's football program, um, and whoever ultimately takes that task uh, will have quite the uh, quite the challenge in front of them. But a real improvement. And James Blackman, uh, probably the first, at least in this state of the year, where Boston College's defense had. Uh, Suffered uh, some personnel losses, and they were never going to be great. But at this point in the year, that's pretty poor defense. James gets the opportunity uh, to play almost exclusively. We'll come back to that in a second. Against Boston College, and absolutely makes the most of it. I think he was, uh, uh, let me pull channel my buddy Elliot here while I bang away on the keyboard and try to look this up. Okay, James Blackburn officially was 18 of 26 for 346 yards. Uh, For my money, probably makes the best throw of the season in the uh, first quarter shot that he puts down to Terry. Uh, Kind of a a time in the game where it felt like Florida State was trying to decide whether or not it was going to play and compete or if it was going to feel a little bit sorry for itself having to tackle 250-pound backs, having to play in 30-degree weather. And it looks like they made the real decision to play. Um, and a, a really, really nice moment for Blackman, who got a chance to play against a poor defense and absolutely uh, made the most of it. When I said it was all but uh, exclusive, and this will be the other massive storyline from, uh, from this game, is uh, a certain gentleman who transferred in from... Uh, who transferred in from Louisville? A guy that we had talked about, uh, Jordan Travis, Palm Beach uh, Benjamin High School product. And look, he was he was dynamic. We saw him what run the ball three times for ninety four yards, uh, included two touchdowns, second touchdown, third carry on the game went for sixty six yards. If I'm gonna nitpick, I don't expect a kid to do this. But if he decides not to go into the end zone to just go down, the game's over and you don't have to worry about them scoring or kicking an onside kick or whatever else. But, uh, hey, look, when you're <laughs> when you in your first game and you get a chance to take a 66-yard run into the end zone, uh, fully expect a kid to do that, and he did it. And uh, Nick Moody, one of my favorite players of all time, one of my favorite Nick Moody moments of all time, is a interception against Maryland. Jimbo Fisher's running down the sideline telling him to go down. Nick Moody says, I'm a safety I don't get to score many touchdowns. Thanks, Jimbo. I'm running through the stop sign here, taking this back for six. And uh, nice little moment for Travis. The question's going to be, okay, where's this kid been all year? Um, What I'm not going to do is sit here and tell you, oh, I knew Jordan Travis was really good, and I just wondered where he'd been. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, there had been some nice whispers, but look, there's nice whispers on damn near every player on that roster. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to say that this was uh, some, you know, ticking time bomb that uh, Florida State was just waiting to show the rest of the college football world. Um, although the, there are some real questions <laughs> to ask uh, as I kind of poke fun at uh, at not trying to claim, quote unquote, insiderdom. And my real frustration here is for one Cam Akers. And let me explain. We've given Cam the ball all year, and all at times, but put a big red light on his helmet and said, Cam Akers, get in the football here. We run zone reads with two guys that never in a million years are likely to pull it or keep it. Um, And the defense knows that. And I can only imagine how much more effective Cam Akers could have been on some of these zone reads and other uh, plays where the defense has to have some kind of modicum respect for the uh, for the option of the quarterback to keep it. So no reason on <laughs> spending too much time wondering where the hell he's been. Uh, it was a great debut for Travis. A lot of fun to watch uh, him play. And, and the only other thing before I get away from this is the idea of like, oh, well, we don't know what his arm looks like. I've made fun of this. I'm pretty confident I can throw the football better than one of Florida State's other quarterback options. And uh, maybe it's the decisions that he would make with a ball or what. But we do know what Hornibrook's arm looks like. And that's as pedestrian as you'll see at this level. So, hmm, okay. Was really impressed with uh, with the effort that you got from some members of the defense. Uh, Hey, look, Cooper is... Developing into a hell of a player, and uh, to see how frequently, particularly in the back half of the game, he started to put interior of Boston College guys two to three yards back uh, in the backfield from the moment of the snap is is really impressive. You don't have another pure difference maker, uh, super elite guy, I think, on the roster when it comes to the trenches. Uh, but Robert Cooper's quickly developing into a, a very real asset and somebody that um, I think you're going to start building defenses around in the future. Uh, Durden gave you a really good effort. Um, Emmett Rice, s- still some times where I'm frustrated with what he gives you, but I uh, thought he played a good game. Uh, Amari Gaynor had some nice moments. I'm still wonder at times as to some of the rotation at linebacker and who gets in when and um, – I'm not trying to trying to be mean, but I don't know too many moments where um, Brooks is an asset for you, and I see a lot of moments where he's on the field, and um, that's you know maybe something that changes next year. I do have a little bit of frustration with with some younger members of the secondary and uh, their learning curve. I think Greg Greg Dent uh, that. I think we should come up with like a fine bowl that uh, Bud and I are assessed monetary penalties for continuing referring to anybody with the last name of Dent permanently as Greg Dent. But Akeem Dent has the potential to be a good player. Uh, I think has uh, some nice moments in front of him. But uh, I would I would – like to see a little bit more of a learning curve uh, from that kid at this point in the ball or at this point in the year, a little bit uh, slow to respond to the ball in the air at times. Not, again, don't want to pick on him. Just some moments that I thought you could have seen more from uh, 27 overall in the season than a couple moments either that came uh, that stick out. Um, I'm kind of jumping back and forth here. I did have a note about uh, some drop balls. I am a uh, I'm as <laughs> you know, I'm as big of a Keith Gavin fan as there is out there, and I I know at times there's not a ton of reasons to be a Keith Gavin fan, and I will say that Keith Gavin dropped that ball, and that's disappointing. I would like to see James throw it a little bit better. Uh, also, I'm going to say that Cam Akers drops a pretty meaningful touchdown, or not a maybe a touchdown, uh, certainly a nice gain, and that ball could have been thrown a little bit better as well. So um, I'm not erasing the fact. That 18 of 26 might have looked even better if it wasn't for some uh, drop balls, but also some balls that uh, that maybe next year Blackman puts in a little bit more of a catchable situation uh, for his wide receiver and running backs. I also find it really amusing when we line up and we have 32 and 89 on the same side of the field. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm giving anything away to Alabama State, Florida, or Whoever Florida State uh, likely sees in a bowl game as this game all but uh, took them to becoming bowl eligible with a win over Alabama State, about as certain as anything in sport. Yeah, when you when you see old Gabe Neighbors and Keith Gavin lined up on the same side of the field, pretty good idea. You're seeing either a wide receiver screen or a uh, running back pass out into the flats and uh, Man, just great to be able to sit here and talk to you uh, after a win. Uh, the Miami game feels like it took place about six months ago, uh, after the week that was. And uh, Florida State could have could have come out flat, could have felt sorry for themselves. Uh, they didn't, and they gave the fan base and uh, a coach a nice little moment. And a nice little moment that hasn't been made uh, all that available. So, uh, like I said, Florida State all but uh, wraps up bowl eligibility uh, that will either be a, uh, a nice introductory phase for a new coaching staff to begin to make some of the changes that they have or perhaps uh, just something that they more watch from afar and uh, get an idea as to the roster and some of the changes that they want to make. But uh, nothing but good things come from qualifying for a bowl, in my opinion, and uh, really good for Florida State to see themselves Back in the business of going to bowls. My final point I will make is: DJ Matthews have been incredibly critical of you throughout the year. Uh, the touchdown was uh, fantastic. For a second there, felt like uh, felt like I was you know fourteen years old and watching Peter Work play again. Uh, great series of moves in the open field as he runs through an initial tackle. And I'll also give DJ some credit on a topic that I have harped about for multiple years now, and a position that hasn't always been manned by DJ Matthews, Uh, but there was a punt that hit the ground, I'm not going to expect a punt returner to catch every ball, although I would hope that is their want, and I also understand that it was a pretty windy day, Um, but an acknowledgement of something (laughs) was displayed by DJ Matthews, and that is that not every ball should be able to roll an extra 8, 12, 19 yards uh, and just give away field position. Uh, Matthews made one little play where a ball hit the ground. He ran over, knocked it out of bounds. I saw him get a little bit of stick on that for social media, but I thought that was nice little awareness and a smart play from a kid uh, that you haven't seen a ton of it uh, at other times. So, nice win for Florida State. Great story um, to be able to have Odell Haggins continue to make the, mo- the most – of his time uh, at the helm of the Florida State program. And uh, we'll be back this week for some coaching search conversation. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you all, we won't be previewing a whole lot of the Alabama State game, but uh, we'll give a better look back at this game and uh, continue to kind of give an idea as to where we think Florida State's going with their next head coach and where they stand. So, Florida State 38. BC 31, Florida State uh, unofficially locking up a bowl game uh, as they move to 5-5 five and five on the year, looking ahead to Alabama State. So thank you as always to our sponsors, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Travis Johnson, Madison Social, and uh, as always, Resolution Home Loans. This has been the Instant Reaction Podcast. We'll talk to you uh, first and next week. Thank you.